guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, 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 and welcome to Making Kayfabe, the show where two writers rebook wrestling's biggest missed opportunities and most glaring mistakes. My name is Bryce, I'm joined by my co-host and good friend Dylan, and today, in episode three of season five, I'm going to rebook Alexa Bliss and her weird and funky supernatural gimmick that she's been playing for the better part of 2020 and 2021. Very quick warning to everybody listening to this. If you own an Amazon Echo and you're playing this episode in the house, uh, you might want to deactivate it for an hour or so because we're going to be saying Alexa quite a lot. And hey, Dylan's here. How are you doing, Dylan? Hi, Alexa, play Pearl Jam. See, now everybody is, uh, everybody's Alexas are going to play Pearl Jam, and I'm going to be very happy. See? I, I, I don't know if you just heard in the background, but literally my Alexa just went off there, so I'm not even following my own fucking advice. So, Did it play Pearl uh, Jam? It didn't even play Pearl Jam, no. Oh, just, when what? I said the A word, you know, um, oh no, that's it, yanked the cable out, so no, no worries there. Um, I, I, I advise you to do the same at home <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you've got an Alexa literally right next to you. We're going to um, be doing that all show. All the way through the show. Exactly. Yeah, I might not even say Alex. I might just call her Abliss or Abliss. Are you excited to hear a a fancy booking of Alexa Bliss? I actually am, man. I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss, and I was, I I was kind of annoyed that she turned into what she turned into because, (laughs) like, and again, like she did it really well. Mm. Her doing the gimmick wasn't bad. She knew what she was doing. you that's know? kind of like the overall opinion, though. Like that's um, you, you'll hear it when we get to the comments from the listeners. But pretty much everyone was like, um, you know, very complimentary of how she how she portrayed the gimmick and the effort yeah. she put into it. But it's the ideas that the creative came up with, right? It's just it, yeah, it was put into utter shine. She made the best of a shite situation, but it's still a shite situation. So you know what it's like? It's like um, Cody Rhodes when he was Stardust, right? It's like he put everything, like he went for that. And he said, no, he's like not really a big fan of how Stardust kept going. And, and, and you know, he wasn't a big fan of the whole gimmick. But when he, whenever he did that, he he made it like you wouldn't know that he hated it because he fucking went for it and he really believed it. Mm. And then you believe in that character. That's what you want. You want you want to have a character that you as an audience member can believe in. And I thought that Alexa Bliss was very good at that. And it's a shame that she got lumbered with uh, such a silly gimmick. You know, I don't know if this is just me. It might just be me, but I am not. And this is, you know, me. I'm an old, I'm an old fogey. You know me with my opinions on wrestling. But I just am not a big fan of puppets and wrestling. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to be like, come on, get chair, Give her the times, grandpa. I know. But it's just, just too many, in my opinion, too many puppets. And that's you don't like You don't like inanimate objects, which are people's friends, right? Well, no, that's not what I said. Cause well, I mean, because my point was that one of your favorite wrestlers is Al Snow. Yes, and that, but <laughs> but that, but that was funny because that was the gimmick, right? And also, he didn't have like seventy different puppet friends, and then you know, ink didn't come out of his mouth. You know, <laughs> also was, true. Yeah, also he true. Did, he didn't just appear with a box-like structure. There was, you know, there were there were there were boundaries. The box-like structure. Like yeah, box. do you remember this? <laughs> No, I mean, when you said box-like structure, I think I think a box. But what, what yeah, do you mean well, box-like? Uh, at, at the at the match, 
between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And yeah, the fucking Jack in the Box. Yeah. yeah. Well, Michael Cole described it as a box-like structure. Oh, did it really? Right. Well, of course, because you're like, I hate this shit. But yes, he described that giant box as a box-like structure. Now, I argued with you, my friend. What what possible structure could be a box-like structure? Other than a box. Which isn't a box, yeah, exactly. That's a, it can only be a box. That's but he's an interesting like, one. It he's like, no, it's, right a, it's a box, yeah. box-like box structure is what it is. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, right, right yeah. in one. Let us know, what is, what is a box-like structure? What else is a box-like structure that isn't a box? A box, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a jack, it was a jack in a box. Yeah. A box, you know, a, bo- a jack in a box. Yeah, the clue's in the name, man. You know, it's pretty <sighs> simple. It's hard to screw that up. He's been a lead commentator for 20 years, and he's like, what the... F-? He's like nudging Corey Graves, like, what the fuck is that? There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, why did... It looks like a box, but... It's box-like, but I don't know what the fuck it is. You know, I love the kayfabe of Michael Cole just not knowing what a box is. <laughs> yeah, when he goes to buy shoes, he doesn't get them in a box. He just like oh, takes shit. them off the shelf. Right? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't get deliveries from Amazon. Doesn't like get anything like that. <laughs> comes in a box-like structure, but I don't. I mean, exactly. It's like a box, but we're we're, we're we're going off a big fucking tangent here. But before. <laughs> Before we get into the rebooking, I want to give a very quick shout out to one of our listeners, William Marcel, uh, who's doing a really cool thing and growing a badass moustache in support of the Movember charity. Movember is a charity that puts focus on kind of changing the face of men's health, like things like mental health, suicide prevention, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, all that kind of stuff. It's a really good cause. And um, I'll, I'll put the link to support William in the episode description if anyone wants to go and help him reach his goal of $1,000. So, yeah. Yeah, you can maybe go and do that. So, um, nice. and uh, yeah. yeah, damn right, damn. Right. He's raised quite a lot already. He's he's doing a good job. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so our listeners have been pretty vocal about Alexa Bliss this week. So, should we jump into the mailbag and, and see what everyone has to say? Let's do it. Wish it was a real mailbag. <laughs> But they've had an actual physical mailbag, right? Yeah. Actual actually, fan mail. Yeah, yeah they, they send letters in, but because of the post system, you get them like two weeks late, you know? <laughs> it's just every, every segment is just us waiting for the post. It's like, like well, let's, come let's, again this week. <laughs> let's see what people have to say about this. Or, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, hear what people have to say about the ECW zombie. <laughs> God, see people think about. Oh, people didn't really have opinions on Taz. <laughs> Literally second episode. Second one. <laughs> um, that's right. Every, every Wednesday, we, we, we stick up a post on our social media accounts at Making Kayfabe and ask you for your comments on this week's rebooking. This week's episode was guessed correctly by our boy, CJ Palmasano. Hey. Well done, CJ. Love you, buddy. And let's see what some of the listeners had to say about Alexa Bliss. So, first off, we have I Miss Going Outside as his screen name, one of our sexy, awesome patrons. He says, Spooky Alexa Bliss. Something that was given too much of a bad reputation. And as, as soon as I see the word spooky, it's just spooky. 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 <laughs> he had more to say. Um, he says, if you're going to do this sort of character, Alexa is absolutely the one you do it with. She's got the character work and the range. The attempt to pivot away from the Fiend was fine, given the Fiend character was beyond repair by this point. 
and also Lily is a guaranteed merch seller. It's just that WWE cannot do a single thing right. Remember that segment where Shayna Baszler, badass arm-removing MMA fighter Shayna, was running through the Thunderdome like it was a haunted house, frightened of the doll, way to turn the fans on every single party involved. And plenty of good points made there by I miss going outside, to be honest. Um, Alexa, to, to her credit, I guess she did excel in the row, and uh, I, I do remember the, the awful segment with uh, Shayna Baszler uh, running away from Lily, Lily the doll, because I, I specifically remember it, because I remember you doing a rebooking of Shayna Baszler just before it happened, basically begging WWE to do something with her, and <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> and they, they didn't listen to me when I said no puppets. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I was my, very specific. I must no have edited that part out of the episode. That, that's my bad. I, was very, I said no puppets and no Nia Jax. And to be fair, they're doing their best to listen to me now. <laughs> with the recent news, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> she never teamed with uh, Nia Jax anyway. It was hardcore Holly. That's true. Bringing that joke back. Kayfabe.chrisica uh, <laughs> on uh, Instagram. She says, I love the idea of her gimmick. Just cringe at the way it's been done. Which seems to be the general consensus, I guess. Um, like, like I said in the start, I don't think I don't think many people dislike the character. Just more of the kind of stupid scenario surrounding the character. I hate the character. Well, you hate the character completely, or do you like? I like Alexa Bliss. I right. think that that like the idea of the Bray Wyatt as a the Bray Wyatt character as a woman is silly because they already had that with Bray Wyatt, you know. Bray Wyatt was were, a woman, but they were already like going a little bit too over the top with the Bray Wyatt stuff. To, so to add more of it, you're like, oh, maybe fix it in Bray Wyatt first, you know, hmm. instead of. Well, but you know, well, you know me and my my renegade opinions. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking you and your I I I want technical wrestling and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it's kind of um, you know, uh, the the last guy I'm just going to say touched on it as well. It's um, the fiend character was kind of beyond repair at that point. Mm-hmm. Like they just they jobbed him out to Goldberg at that stage, remember? And he just if it was fucking it was burned to a crisp by Randy Orton. Um, you know, all, all these fucking things, and then just um you know, I, I don't think you can repair the fiend at that point. Or maybe you can maybe we can at some point, who knows? But you know, I think it was a, a decent idea to actually get Alexa Bliss doing the character. She did really well in the character. Mm. But, you know, again, just not to kind of repeat myself again, but she was just put in the most shitty scenarios and storylines, which yeah. just made it all ridiculous and just had everyone pulling their hair out of how dumb it was. Yes, I'll agree with that. The Stranger Rings podcast. Yeah, go check them out. They say that they're saying about Alexa's new gimmick. I loved it at first, and Alexa made the most out of what she is given. However, I think the gimmick ran its course by WrestleMania, uh, which is WrestleMania 37, I believe. And I'm glad they said that because, spoilers, we're actually going to be picking up today's storyline post WrestleMania 37. So that's perfect. But yeah, like, w- w- once again, uh, much like our, our last two commenters there, like uh, KFA, Chrissy Cat, and I miss going outside, like a lot of props for Alexa doing really well in the character, just not much love for the kind of goofy shit that she was put in. So, you know, it does seem like the general consensus of everyone apart from you um, that actually <laughs> liked the idea of the character, but just, you know, shit really, yeah. Yeah, well that's it. Like, I like Alexa Bliss. I don't like that that was her character, you know? Mm. Like, she had good character stuff already happening. 
and they were like, we're gonna just flip it totally, and now you're a crazy, possessed demon woman with no explanation. <laughs> and like she she totally pulled it off, but like there was nothing, there's no reason for it, it just happens. Wouldn't yeah. it be great if we had an explanation? Wouldn't it be great if we had reasoning? I mean, if it were me, it wouldn't be great if it never happened uh, at all. <laughs> but yes. now that it has happened, and now that it's maybe a subject of a delayed rebooking, wouldn't that be great? That would be great. And if only, if only there was one man, one single solitary man who could actually provide an explanation for all of this kooky bullshit. If but only. we'll never find that guy. I'll never find him, though. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll yeah, try, you know. And you give it a go, but, you know. <laughs> uh, thank you also to uh, Jalal Ali on Twitter. Um, really appreciate you, dude. You're always interacting with our posts. We love you, man. As well as our boy, CJ Pamasano, who also left comments about Bliss this week. Along with, uh, tell you what, <laughs> weirdly, you, you'll love this. Um, I, I don't know if you saw this on the Twitter, but basically we got an Alexa Bliss stan account. Um, who doesn't follow us, but was like he, he was like ruthlessly defending the honor of Alexa Bliss, clearly okay. just fucking unimpressed by the mere suggestion that we would need to rebook anything to do with Alexa. Um, wow. I guess he just searches Alexa Bliss and has a go at anyone who talks bad about her. So, but again, though, we're not talking bad about her. No, we're not. But he we're took very it that complimentary way, about Alexa Bliss. It was when I was announcing the episode, and he's like, the only thing you need to do to rebook her is make her the women's champion, because she's so great. And I'm like, cool, respect, bro. And again, <laughs> as as we've covered on this show, just making somebody the champion doesn't mean that they're over, or that it's a good storyline. You know, this guy doesn't listen to the show. What was exactly. This, what was well, he doesn't follow us, he just, he just fucking stands Alexa, and that's it. So. Well, yeah. that guy needs to listen to all of our shows. Exactly. Over and over again. And then you still have to this one. I'm, I'm going to send him the show when we're done, actually. That's what you I'm going to do. But also, like, like you have to, like, um, actually make him, like, listen to it. Oh, of course, yeah. I'll, I'll you know, like it. in um, uh, Clockwork Orange, where they, they, they take the guy and they, like, make him watch <laughs> keep his Keep his eyes open. Yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. do that, but, like, with a head, set of headphones, we're going to make him listen to it, you know? Yeah, let's sell tape into his head or something, yeah. 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 That's too far? No, that's fine. Well, it's just 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 about far enough. So, um, but that was that was the comments from our listeners. So, yeah, you're all a great bunch of folks. Thanks for sharing your thoughts, guys. If you're listening and you want to get your thoughts read out in the show, or even just like a shout out, go and check our social media on Wednesday evenings at Making Kayfabe on Twitter and Instagram. And anyway, should we just uh, should we just go into a little catch up on the life and times of Alexa Bliss? This is going to be my favorite part of the show. Yes. There's so much bullshit coming up. Here we go. Oh, boy. It's going to be Puppet Central. All right. So we all know Alexa Bliss. You know, she's one of the most kind of popular modern day female wrestlers. Worked her way up from NXT and has had a pretty decent career so far. But... What I'm focusing on today is, as mentioned, something a wee bit different. So I'm going to focus today's fantasy booking, therefore today's catch-up, on Alexa's alliance with Bray Wyatt and her transition into a kind of a supernatural gimmick, I guess you call it, um, you know, whatever. So at the time of recording, which is November 2021, this is all still quite recent. It's um, It really started to fully develop in the last year or so. I guess starting at the the event which was named the horror show at Extreme Rules. Yes. Um, legit, it, it took me five minutes into my research to realise why I just hate modern day WWE so much. The fucking I horror mean, show. There's lots of reasons. 
I mean, but yeah, like that just like brought it all to, all back to me. Like just but Alexa Bliss puppet shit isn't what. <laughs> what well, this was this was like this was just when I started my research. This is right in the beginning. There's more coming, but I mean, oh, yeah. just straight away, I was like, oh my god, you know, I remember that the fucking horror show. Give me it strength. Was a, it was a uh, horror show. I mean, it definitely was. Um, but that that was this was in July of 2020, and. On the show, Bray Wyatt and current Universal Champion Braun Strowman, a.k.a. the Abominable Strowman, a.k.a. Braun Strawman, a.k.a. Braun D. Rhodes, a.k.a. Braun Jovi, had a Wyatt Swamp Fight match, which was a cinematic kind of deal. And it was also non-title because when you've got your top champion in the main event of a pay-per-view, why would you put the title on the line, right? Well, because of how that match ended, I assume. I mean, but still... (laughs) Wouldn't it make sense if you got your champion in the main event of pay-per-view to put that title on the line? Well, not if he drowns. Wait, what? Yeah, but... I'm not even going to start with that. (laughs) Uh, I'm not even going to... I'm already getting angry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I swear to God, I got angry pretty much immediately with this because, like, in the match, Braun got attacked by ninjas, then got attacked by a shovel, Wyatt told him he was dead... Braun got attacked by a snake and then Braun threw some dude into a fire pit and laughed at him. Uh, but but then they showed a vision of Alexa Bliss who I guess is meant to be Sister Abigail. Bliss was talking about how her and Braun could be together forever. And then Braun Strowman apparently got killed in a, in a boat full of blood. So yeah. I knew mean, right from the start this is going to be a, a, a great laugh to research, you know. I mean, that sounds almost identical to that Owen Hart British Bulldog match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing, right? Yeah. It's like a <laughs> <based> <laughs> last week, isn't it? I just, I just took your notes from last week. Yeah, pretty standard stuff, you know. <laughs> Great classic wrestling, you know, just but the classic, way I like it. Traditionalist wrestling, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, so the fiend, Bray Wyatt's alter ego, he started stalking Alexa Bliss, you know, quintessential family-friendly TV, by the way, which eventually captivated Bliss until she eventually became linked with The Fiend. Um, You know, hitting her best friend Nikki Cross with The Fiend's finisher, Sister Abigail. And then Bliss started appearing on Firefly Funhouse. And um, I'm kind of hoping at this point that the people listening have like a vague understanding of the whole Fiend-Wyatt deal because... Like, we could spend the whole episode diving into the fucking lore and the meanings of what's going on here, but... For for the uninitiated, I guess Firefly Funhouse is like deranged, not quite right kids TV show, um, sort of like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, but also like nothing like it at the same time. And we're now in December of twenty twenty, and Alexa is setting up swing sets in the ring and just fucking with Randy Orton because Orton set the fiend on fire at TLC twenty twenty. Alexa is basically now a psychotic 29-year-old schoolgirl. And anyway, what... what... <laughs> the idea of her being 29 yeah. and a schoolgirl, you're like, you should have paid more attention, dude. You would, like, <laughs> how are you still in school? So we held back a year for like 20 years, yeah. Yeah, if you stop fucking around with puppets. That's it, that's it. Him... Anyway, like one thing led to another, and on January 11, 2021, Alexa threw a fireball at Randy Orton's face in the middle of the ring. Yes. Well, oh. it, she kind of shot it at him like a gun, and it, oh, she didn't, shot it. it didn't really hit him in the face. It's a whole thing. 
It was a fireball, and it was aimed for the face, and it was meant yeah. to be thrown. So, and and the announcers, <laughs> the announcers, meanwhile, were questioning, "Hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's that fireball-like structure coming out of Alexis' <laughs> hand?" <laughs> they really earned their money over there, you know. There it is, <laughs> fireball-like structure. <laughs> So Alexa Bliss can now shoot fire out of her hands um, and it's very clear that she is now, you know, she's apparently got supernatural powers. And Here's the thing, sorry to, to interrupt for, well, I just, if, if she suddenly has the power to shoot fire out of her hands and yeah. then never does it again. Uh, yeah, dude, fucking right, exactly. If I, mean, I could shoot fire out of my hands, I'd be doing it every day. Well, you know what? Because after this, after the fireball thing, she enters the 2021 Royal Rumble, but gets eliminated before she can use any of her powers. So, as you, literally, as I've got this written down, the logical question would be, why didn't she just shoot fireballs at every person in the ring? Right. Set everybody on fire. It's obvious. But I've cracked it, because huh? fireballs only work against dudes called Randy. Well, well, I guess. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I, I suppose they worked better on Bray Wyatt, who actually burnt to death. And then came back, and then yeah. lost an RKO, yeah. And then disappeared forever. So he's <laughs> de- he's, now he's dead. The fire didn't burn him. It didn't That's kill it. him. Mm, Randy mm. Orton killed him just by hitting his regular finisher on him. One RKO, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, yeah, dude, my mind was just fucking gone by this point in the research. Um, it was just gone. So, in March, Fast Lane 2021, Alexa Bliss went one on one with Randy Orton in an intergender match, which was the um, the first one since uh, Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth in 2017, and uh, that was the first one since uh, Stephanie McMahon versus Vince McMahon in 2003. So, that was an awful, awful match. That'll be fun to rebook. <laughs> Dibs. Uh, before Bliss versus Orton started, Orton was throwing up black goo. Bliss then used her supernatural powers to have a lighting rig fall on Orton, but Orton escaped in the nick of time. She then threw another fireball at Orton, which fucking get this, Brandy Orton blocked with his bare arms. Yeah. He didn't sell that his arms were burned. There was no explanation for it, so. Randy Orton, arms of steel, I guess. Yeah, that's it. He's impervious to fire. Well, he is now. Maybe it's like you took one fireball to the face and he's like, he's just, he's been training. He's been taking fireballs to the face for months and now it's like. Exactly. That's know, it. He knows how to do it, he's you know? Immune, you know, so. But that's the thing. Like, if you make a uh, fireball to the face, we'd hmm. probably retire. But he didn't miss a step. He's back <laughs> he at work back, yeah. next week. <laughs> just another day in the office. Yeah, so he really is impervious to, to fireballs, you know what I mean? But yeah, anyway, the fiend, he returned after being killed by a fire back in December. Bliss hit Orton with Sister Abigail and then, like, straddled him to, to pin him, like, yes. sitting on his groin. Um, you know, very, very awkward, which actually led to Randy Orton's real life, real life wife, Kim, tweeting, you might have just fucked up, little girl. But that's which what ha- she was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, nothing to do with the storyline. She was just pissed off. And so, yeah. Um, WrestleMania 37, it's The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Alexa Bliss helps The Fiend make his entrance via a giant box-like structure. Thank you. Um, also known as the Jack in the Box. And, uh, yeah, she's she becomes a crucial part of the finish of the match because she, she distracts The Fiend thanks to black goo running down her face. Um, she basically turns on The Fiend, which leads to Randy Orton. 
RKO and the Fiend after just five minutes and 53 seconds to end their feud, which was going for at least six months, which is just, I don't know, man. It's so ridiculous. Like, that, like, Bray Wyatt's a guy who is well-versed in spooky, supernatural stuff, right? And that is the thing that distracts him. What's spookier than RKO, though? But like, but like, oh, Alexa Bliss's ink coming out of her face. What? What? <laughs> what? What did this happen? Oh my god! I gotta look at. I gotta look at this immediately. Like, come on, man. Like, this, this is literally a dude who's been set on fire. Yes, this is a guy who's that plays. Braun Strowman. This is a guy that plays mind games with his opponents by yeah. doing weird supernatural shit. And then yeah. the one time they do like the the weakest possible thing to him, he's like, "What the heck?" And then, like you said, one RKO, and that's the end of it. And you're like, "Come on, man." Like Bitch, this yeah. feud was so one-sided. It was all around the Orton. Yeah, nah, man. Like we're, we're here to talk about Bliss, but I, I guarantee there'll be like at least one or two Fiendry bookings in the future. Like, I think we've got to tackle that at some point, right? Yep. After WrestleMania, um, which is where we're going to be picking up the rebooking, uh, Alexa Bliss declares that she no longer no longer needs the Fiend. She cuts a promo while swinging from her swing, claiming that the little girl, referring to herself. Never needed the darkness after all, and realised that she could do everything on her own. The darkness was only standing in her way, so she destroyed the darkness. And she then introduces a fucking creepy doll named Lily, which uh, some crafty CGI guy animated to make it look like the doll was trying to bite the camera. And I was really glad that my research kind of was pretty much done by this stage. (laughs) Um, but like I say we'll start post-Wrestlemania in the rebooking but just to finish it off because it's sort of relevant to the story, she started a feud with previous Making Cafe booking Shayna Baszler which involved the completely legit MMA fighter being scared of the aforementioned inanimate doll she then started a feud with another previous Making Cafe booking Eva Marie, which she won and at this stage her character was getting quite a lot of hate online but she didn't care on the 23rd of June 2021, uh, Alexa tweeted out a picture of her doing creepy shit with the caption, you know, they can say what they want, but I'm actually having fun. So, fair play to her. Like, she's having a great time playing the character. Maybe it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I don't know, man. She, she doesn't deserve any negativity over it anyway. Um, yes. You know, and I, I remember reading somewhere as well that she's a big horror fan, so, you know, she probably prefers this version of Alexa Bliss to the previous version, but... Anyway, after Extreme Rules in September of 2021, where Bliss uh, failed to capture the women's title from Charlotte, Charlotte tore up Lily the Doll, leaving Alexa crying on the mat. And as of this recording, Bliss hasn't been seen on TV since, um, apparently due to nasal surgery, um, according to the October 4th, 2021 Wrestling Observer Newsletter. There's rumours floating around recently that WWE are planning to drop the whole Supernatural character upon her return, which makes me think what if they didn't you know what what if instead they just booked a better story for the character <laughs> what get out of time bryce <laughs> it couldn't get better put the title on her um, <laughs> <laughs> she's perfect no I did, I did the best i could with that catch up um like i had to i swear to god i had to do that in like three settings because i just couldn't <laughs> i usually yeah. do catch-ups in one setting but not this one but i don't yeah, know so. if you were watching the, the wwe all through the pandemic but i was so i sat no. through all this shit and i was not happy about it i mean yeah like i, I didn't but you know 
me, me catching up with WWE these days is uh, either for these episodes, for these for these making baby episodes, where I go back and research it, or you know listening to Wrestling Observer Radio. You know that's basically how how I watch WWE these days. So, but yeah, I, I thought for a, a kind of long time that this would be a kind of interesting challenge to take on. You know, how do you make some actual sense out of the Alexa Bliss storyline and not have it become you know the flop like it kind of did after WrestleMania? I mean, I'm sure WWE don't have an end game here. They didn't for the Fiend Orton feud, of course, so they probably don't for this. And uh, now reports are saying that Vince didn't like Bray anymore, which is why he got sacked. And that's the reason that Alexa has the gimmick, so that he can do Vince can do whatever he wants with the gimmick. But how long until he gets bored of Alexa playing this gimmick, right? So. We need to breathe some life into this gimmick and make it make sense so we can get Alexa's segment a focal point of the show rather than a piss break. Today, I'm going to fantasy book Alexa Bliss and her supernatural gimmick post-WrestleMania when she turned on The Fiend. You got anything else you want to say before we dive in? No, I'm very excited, man. Like I said, I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss and just not a huge fan of the this character and the way it kind of played out, especially the, the way it played out, like, you know, even if the character was good, like the storylines that happened were just such a kind of letdown. They didn't really go yeah. anywhere. So I'm excited to see where you take this kind of. And as we know, you are uh, a master of rebooking the kind of supernatural, spooky uh, <laughs> business. Here you, comes zombies. It's zombie. You know, you've got uh, experience in all this, so I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I won't lie. I did have a lot of fun with this rebooking, um, and uh, yeah, there, there, there's some supernatural shit in it. But maybe, I mean, but it's exp- all explainable. So you know what? Let's just let's, let's just fucking go into the booking. Let's do it. Let's book Alexa Bliss. I'll say right from the start, some of you are going to have to suspend disbelief and remember that wrestling, specifically WWE, is a television show, and by that I mean. Kind of, all I'm going to say is that some stuff may work faster here than it may work in real life, but at the same time, it's going to pan out quite slowly for a WWE storyline, so bear with me through this, because I think this could be captivating TV. And, um, you know, another kind of um, disclaimer, like, this is quite a unique booking in the sense that there's not as much involvement from the subject of the booking, but you'll kind of see why towards the end. And Oh, and also, I've just read a novel as well called uh, Alice by Christina Henry, which may or may not have influenced some of today's fantasy bookings. So it's a good book. Go check it out. But anyway, enough of the fucking briefs. Let's get into the rebooking. So I mentioned we're picking this up after WrestleMania, and we are. Um, I didn't lie. On on the Raw after WrestleMania, which was the 12th of April 2021, as covered, Alexa cut a creepy little promo on her swing set. In the promo, she introduces her uh, disturbing doll, Lily, Dylan's favourite, and talks about you know how she's overcome the darkness, she didn't need the darkness, she can do everything on her own. Basically writing the fiend out of her storyline. And we're keeping that, you know, but only adding one thing, so which is Alexa offering an open challenge to any woman on the roster. And we're still keeping her, you know, delusional attitude and everything else in this promo word for word. She's saying, you know, she, she's saying she can do everything on her own. So she's believing her own hype, which is a dangerous thing. And we're going to find out why. So next week, Monday Night Raw, April 19th, Shayna Baszler is in the ring. And you may remember, in real life, Bliss did immediately go into a feud with Baszler and we're keeping that part two. But it's not going to go down the same way, of course. So. Shayna's on the microphone 
And she's saying that she accepts the challenge laid down by Alexa Bliss last week. She says that she isn't scared of a delusional, deranged, unbalanced little girl. And that if Alexa wants to try and use her powers on Shayna, then she can just go right ahead. So Alexa comes out to interrupt her. And Alexa, she's making her, her spooky entrance with her creepy doll Lily and has her horrifying entrance music and all the fancy effects, etc. And she gets into the ring and Shayna immediately is not happy that this strange woman has just interrupted her. So Shayna confronts Alexa immediately, gets in, her, gets in her face and Alexa just smiles, you know, a big Cheshire cat, maniacal smile. And Shayna's about to hit Alexa, but then Alexa stands back, raises her hands up high and then brings them down like super quickly, like how Kane used to do, and nothing happens. Okay. And Alexa's confused. She throws her hands up and throws them down, and nothing happens. And Alexa, she looks to the arena ceiling, you know, clearly expecting something, but she's getting a whole lot of nothing. And the announcers are speculating that she's possibly trying to use her supernatural powers to pull something down from the roof of the arena to land on Shayna, but something isn't working here, so... She tries once more, arms up, arms down, and again, nothing. Shayna, meanwhile, has had enough of this bullshit and cracks Alexa on the jaw of her forearm. Alexa's stunned, and when on the ground, she glares at Shayna Baszler and moves her arms in the way that it makes it look like she's trying to shoot fire at Shayna, um, or a fire-shaped object, but nothing is happening. And Alexa, she's kind of losing her mind here. Oh, she's already lost her mind, but she's losing her mind more, like, she can't make sense of what's happening or what's not happening and it's about to get much worse for her because coming through the curtain, walking down the entrance ramp is a line of police officers and they get into the ring, they start to advance on Alexa and Alexa is frantically trying to use her powers on them but to no avail. The police officers pull her hands behind her back, cuff her, and start to walk her back up the ramp as Shayna Baszler looks on. The police officers have arrested Alexa Bliss. What the fuck? The announcers are losing their mind, and Alexa looks just beyond confused. She's in abject bewilderment. There's like tears flowing down her cheeks, all the rest. And the cameras cut back to Shayna Baszler in the ring, and she has Alexa's doll, Lily, in her hands. And while Alexa has been marched up the ramp, she looks up at the Titantron just to see Shayna Baszler ripping Lily apart. And Alexa freaks out, tries to push back against the officers, but there's just too many. Shayna stands in the ring, laughing with bits of stuffing around her, and Alexa disappears into a mass of police officers. And the segment ends there. And we're now at next week's Monday Night Raw, April 26th, and Shayna Baszler is back in the ring. And she's got a microphone in her hand, and she reveals that she was the one who sent the police on Alexa Bliss. That's right. Alexa fell into her perfectly executed plan. The announcers are asking, you know, but what does she do to deserve an arrest? And almost reading their minds, Shayna explains exactly why Alexa Bliss was taken away from the police officers, by the police officers. Cocaine. Cocaine, just straight up cocaine. She was fucking she high. She was off her tits and cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that would yeah. explain a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. Pop well, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Black goo. Um, but yeah, that, that's the rebook. <laughs> that's the rebooking. I hope you enjoyed it. Yep. In all seriousness, she wonders, um, you know, Shayna Baszler wonders that for the last few months, if everyone has been watching the same show that she's been watching, because over the last few months, in fact, far longer than that, she's witnessed Alexa Bliss commit arson, attempted murder, grievous bodily harm, etc. 
yet nobody's fought to alert the authorities. You know, what the hell? So she got the police involved, let them know what Alexa's been up to, and she basically ends the promo by saying, you know, that crazy bitch is exactly where she belongs. Because uh, you can say bitch on WWE the, TV now. I was going to say, she said that word, bitch. That's it. Wait, when, you say, when you say that word, it means it's fucking serious, right? Big time. Big time. But then Shayna is interrupted by Glasgow's own Nikki Cross. Hey. Nikki comes out. She walks to the ring and talks about her history with Alexa. She talks about how Alexa recently turned on her. If you remember, Alexa hit Nikki with the sister Abigail in the September 11th Smackdown. But Nikki forgives her because she's realised that her friend, Alexa Bliss, is seriously ill. And it's not an illness you can see, but, you know, because it's an illness that is mental in nature, you know, harder to detect. And Nikki is aware that Alexa Bliss isn't here, so, you know, she's unable to speak for herself. But while Alexa is unable to speak for herself... Nikki will speak for her. Nikki will be her mouth, but also Nikki will be her fists, which prompts Shayna Baszler to attack Nikki Cross before anything else is said. Shayna forearms Nikki and basically kicks her ass for a while, leaving her lying down out in the ring. Shayna spits on Nikki, leaves the ring, but as she's walking away, she looks back to the ring and to see Nikki Cross sitting up, and Nikki Cross just laughs. You know, she, she cackles uh, in the ring like some evil, you know, twisted witch. And she's staring directly at Shayna. Shayna is just clearly disturbed by this. And uh, listen, rather than challenge Nikki Cross again, she decides to walk away. You know, fuck this. Segment ends there. On the 3rd of May, Raw, we actually see a news report playing the Titantron. And in the news report, there is footage of a courtroom. Clearly some kind of hearing taking place. But then... In a shocking twist, the cameras show Alexa Bliss in the courtroom, dressed in a prison jumpsuit, surrounded by lawyers, and holding her ripped-up doll Lily, who, of course, was uh, ripped up at the hands of Shayna Baszler. And Alexa has a blank stare in her face. She looks at the judge as the lawyers whisper things in her ears, but her expression doesn't change. She looks miserable. You know, she, she's, she just clutches her doll Lily because she likes her doll, you know. And before we can see what happens next, the news report gets interrupted by Shayna Baszler's entrance music as she walks down the ramp with a big grin on her face. She's got a microphone and she references the news broadcast that everyone just saw, laughing about how Bliss has now been charged with all these offences, all because of Shayna. But she doesn't gloat about this for long because from behind, Nikki Cross attacks Shayna. And she gives Shayna everything Shayna gave her last week and then some. Nikki boots Shayna out of the ring, picks up the microphone herself and shouts towards Shayna Baszler, Alexa isn't the crazy bitch you should be worried about. There you go, bitch again. So it's getting really serious now. Too That's much. Two you gotta, you're going to have to tone it down. I've, I've, got, I've got to reel this back a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I think offended. Words. I'm yeah, deeply, I'm... deeply offended. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hardcore Christian. And... Uh, yeah, hardcore. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, you hit people with chairs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's not no chairs, pews. <laughs> and they hurt even more. It's pure wood. I mean, yeah, and it's a big, long, fucking like yeah. Yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah, shit hurts, man. The segment ends there with Shayna retreating uh, to the back after the blind side. So, just to recap so far, a lot's happened so far. So Alexa Bliss. Not having the greatest time right now, you know. It seems like her exploits have finally caught up with her somewhat, and thanks to Shayna Baszler, it, it kind of landed her in a fairly precarious situation. She's in court, away from WWE, with only a ripped-up doll for company, and 
In the meantime, her best friend Nikki Cross is fighting Shayna Baszler on her behalf. And next week, on the 10th of May Raw, well, it's um, it's going to get much worse for her because on next week's Raw, we're going to see more footage of Alexa Bliss. And she isn't in court anymore, but she's also not in prison. She's in a mental asylum. And we're really going to play this up to, I'm talking, you know, padded room, padded wall, straight jacket, you name it. You know, let's gimmick, let's gimmick the fuck out of this because it's wrestling. Let's have some fun. And... Maybe in the background you've got the kind of maniacal screams of other patients to really sell the whole horror of the situation. And it gets explained that though Alexa had all these charges against her, she had really good lawyers thanks to the WWE money. And they managed to bargain with the judge and jury using the insanity defence. And Dylan, being insane yourself, you'll know that an insanity defence, the defendant admits to the crime but asserts a lack of culpability based on mental illness. And... Of course, this plays nicely for Alexa Bliss. So, Nikki Cross already mentioned in the promos to Shayna that her friend is ill, and you know it's pretty clear on TV for the last while that this isn't the same Alexa Bliss we're used to seeing on our screens. So, yeah, Alexa, she escaped the charges due to insanity, but of course has to stay in a psychiatric hospital because of her affliction. So we see her there, you know, staring at the camera in a straitjacket with the ripped-up doll Lily beside her, rocking back and forth, etc., etc. And back in the arena where Ross has been held tonight, we see Shayna Baszler watching this clip on the TV backstage. Um, sideways, of course, like a true WWE superstar. And again, Shayna just scoffs about how she's made this happen. But again, she doesn't have the chance to scoff for long because once again... Nikki Cross interrupts, running into the backstage area, swinging a steel chair with the intent of fucking up Shayna. Shayna gets the hell out of there, but before the segment ends, Nikki Cross challenges Shayna to a match this Sunday at WrestleMania Backlash. And the match gets confirmed later in the night, so at WrestleMania Backlash, it's going to be Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. I don't think anything else of note happened at WrestleMania Backlash in real life, by the way. Um, not, not that I can think of. Nothing worth talking about, you know. No. Um, certainly, certainly nothing. nothing that we, no. that it warrants rebooking. No, nothing we covered last season anyway, that's no. for sure. No. Anyway. Um, no. Re- regardless, <laughs> regardless, it's now WrestleMania Backlash. May 16th, and it's Shayna versus Nikki. And yeah, these, these, these two could have a good match, right? Both are accomplished workers, and we've had great matches in the past, so we'd have them wrestle around for a bit. Uh, however, in the end... Just when it looks like Nikki is about to get the victory to finally avenge her friend, there are some interference from hardcore... Sorry, Nia Jax. I don't know who Nia that Jax is. interferes. Nia Jax. I have no idea who that is. Um, she's a whole thing. Uh, but Nia Jax... <laughs> is that a pun? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Nia Jax, one of Shayna's allies, comes out and distracts Nikki Cross and... She distracts her for long enough that Shayna has the perfect opportunity to lock in the rear naked choke and put Nikki Cross to sleep. Shayna wins the match. And she's defeated Nikki Cross with help from Nia Jax, and Nikki has not been able not been able to avenge her friend this time. But do we end the booking there? Do we fuck? We've got a lot more to cover here. We're not anywhere near done yet. So the next night on Raw, which is the 17th of May, there's going to be a celebration in the ring. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax are going to be celebrating Shayna's win over Nikki Cross, which is actually her first singles victory since the 15th of February, believe it or not, uh, according to Cage Match. And um, 
yeah, let, let me let me tell you just now, dude. Um, we're gonna get really fucking gimmicky over the next few weeks in the storyline, but I don't even care. I, I was just having so much fun writing this at this point. So well, Bryce uh, gets all gimmicky. Get, get out of time. Yeah, <laughs> zombies. What? Ridiculous. <laughs> So it's the Shane and Naya celebration, and there's balloons, there's confetti, there's party poppers, all that kind of stuff you'd expect at a party. And Naya's in the microphone, God help us, and she's saying how proud she is of Shana for defeating that crazy so-and-so last night, and how she hopes that maybe Nikki will go and join her friend in the lunatic asylum. And then she goes on to say that she has a surprise for Shana. It's a gun. It's, It's not a gun. It's not a gun. Shayna looks shocked, but you know she loves surprises, so she's excited. So Naya says to her, "You know, I wanted to give you something nice for defeating Nikki Cross last night. So do you know what I did? I got you a cake. Bring out the cake!" And then some delivery dude walks down the entrance ramp and into the ring, holding a box-like structure which presumably has cake inside. And Shayna's so happy. She, she can't believe that someone's done this for her. You know, a real cake for her victory. It, it's so nice. You know, boy, she, she can't wait to open this, this box and see the cake that's inside. She's so excited for this cake. And she opens cake-like the box. Cake-like structure. It's cake-like structure. It's not quite a cake. It's like cake-like. It looks like a cake, but I don't know. <laughs> Something off, yeah. <laughs> She opens the box, and this this may shock you, Dylan, but there's no cake inside. Oh, I was looking forward to the cake. The cake is a lie. Oh, Shana, why is it always a lie? Always a lie. And Shayna, she sticks her hands into the box and pulls out, to her horror, Lily the doll. And Lily the doll is now inexplicably in perfect condition, no longer torn, and Shayna is freaked the fuck out. She throws the doll at Naya, which causes her to freak out, and then suddenly Nikki Cross hits the ring, once again swinging a steel chair, which causes them both to freak out massively. And they escape the ring from the lunatic swings of Nikki Cross's steel chair. Nikki picks up Lily the doll. As Shayna and Naya walk away up the ramp, not taking their eyes off Nikki Cross for fear that this crazy little psycho is going to chase them again. They don't move their eyes as until Nikki Cross points at the Titantron behind them. Shayna and Naya almost don't even want to look, but curiosity gets the better of them. They turn around and Alexa Bliss is on the Titantron. In her mental asylum, minus Lily confined within a straitjacket, and she is smiling at Shayna. That big old Cheshire cat grin again, the evil grin, the fear-inducing grin. The lights go out, we hear Alexa laughing, and the segment ends there. Now we know that Alexa hasn't forgotten about Shayna Baszler, and also, there's a good chance that she's working with Nikki Cross against Shayna and Naya, so it's an interesting development, right? Um... Anyway, next week on the 24th of May Raw, we see a few things happening. And first things first, we get more footage of Alexa at the psychiatric hospital. So in this one, she's actually receiving counselling. And the interesting part of this is that everything is now going to be explained about Alexa's sudden change in character. And the obvious explanation from the start is that she underwent a dramatic personality change due to the stress caused by this constant stalking by the fiends. I mean... 
that was spooky shit. It's enough to send anyone a bit haywire. You know, the fiend stalking continued for so long that that soon enough she couldn't imagine a life without the fiend. And she started gravitating towards him and eventually got brainwashed by him. And this led to Alexa imagining things that weren't really happening. Like, you know, the lighting rig where she apparently nearly killed Randy Orton with. You know, that wasn't her supernatural powers. That was the fiend's doing. The fiend arranged for somebody to do that for Alexa. Uh, notice how nothing happened after Alexa left the fiend. You know, it's for good reason. And the fireballs, th- those were actual fireballs, but they weren't magic out of thin air. Uh, th- there were a special concoction made by the fiend for Alexa, and she was too brainwashed to see that what she was throwing at Randy Orton was essentially just a small Molotov cocktail. And she was brainwashed into believing <laughs> <Small>. that... <laughs> just a small <laughs> one. cocktail <laughs> 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 Randy Orton. <laughs> Did I get you? Oh, that's funny. I mean, just a small one. It's a teeny it's just, one. Just, just a wee one, man. Not, nothing too bad, you know? What's the worst uh, that could happen? <laughs> but, yeah, she, she was just brainwashed into believing that it was a fireball that came out of the palms of her own hands, so it's brainwashing again, you know? Um, and the black goo, which Randy Orton threw up, which basically was a slow-acting poison placed in Orton's food by Alexa herself when she was under the control with the fiend, so she remembers none of it. But it wasn't her supernatural intervention that caused Randy to throw up the black goo, that's for sure. Just great timing on the fiend's part. And soon the penny drops for Alexa and she slowly starts to realise that the fiend was controlling her all this time, even when she claimed to have left the darkness behind. And the fiend's conditioning of Alexa was so intense that it continued long after she thought she had rid herself of it. But now, with this realisation, she starts to understand her situation more and more. She looks down at her doll, Lily, and the segment ends there. Meanwhile, in the Raw arena, in the Raw zone... Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax come out to the ring, they get on the mic, and you know what, they admit that last week freaked them out a bit. You know, they got caught up in the moment, and perhaps they reacted in a way that is unlike their true selves. After all, they're not afraid of stupid dolls, and they're certainly not afraid of a silly little girls like Nikki Cross, or even that other silly little girl, Alexa Bliss, who they know can't hurt them, because she's, she's locked up in a padded room. But they know that they can hurt Nikki Cross because she hasn't been locked up yet. So they demand Nikki to come out and face them so that they can finish the job tonight. However, as soon as they demand this, a video plays in the Titan Tron, and it takes a while to understand exactly what we're looking at because the wind is howling, the mist is thick, and the sun is set many, many hours ago. But when everything comes into focus, we see Nikki Cross as she stands outside a psychiatric hospital, smiling maniacally and shaking a set of keys. Why didn't Maybe you just she's... throw a Molotov cocktail at the wall and that would explode the wall and then she could just... Well, she, she only had a small one, so... Oh, that's a shame. It's not going to do much damage, you know? That's true. And she already had the keys, so why, why, would, you, why would you do that? Why, why would you bother with a Molotov cocktail? Like, you, do, do you, to get into your house, do you fucking throw a Molotov cocktail at it? Well, as you alluded to earlier, Bryce, I am clinically insane. So yes, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And that explains why your house burned down a few episodes ago. That makes sense. Yeah, it depends. Depends what I have the uh, on me fire. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there an episode where like fireworks were going off in my house? Remember? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was key episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, that, that it all makes sense now. Yeah, you had the firecrackers in the background. Yeah. All, all adds up. 
Oh man, that's a that's a hell of a, a bomb to drop halfway through an episode. But um, but yeah, so she's got the keys to the mental asylum. So you know maybe she's going to go try and free Alexa Bliss. You know who knows? And Shayna and Nia look up the Titantron. They're utterly gobsmacked and horrified. The segment ends there, and we see no more this week. So nice little cliffhanger end in there, and. I don't care what anyone says, this would be one of the most interesting storylines on Raw in fucking years. And I'm starting to feel a lot like Russell here, but when, when people watch WWE these days, they you, you watch WWE, man, right? So how often do you get a sense of, you know, holy shit, I can't wait for next week so I can see, you know, like, do you ever get that feeling? I don't really watch it anymore because, uh, uh, you know, budget cuts. Did you during the pandemic? I watched the pay-per-views, yeah. I never, I haven't watched Raw and SmackDown for years, mm. years, and probably since uh, you know whenever SmackDown was live, in 2016, I started watching it then. But then, sure. Oh, after that, I'm like, ah, I've seen all bullshit, you know. Yeah, pretty much. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that there's not many things that make you look forward to next week in storylines because it's all just the same old shit usually. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, with this storyline, the hype of Alexa Bliss being possibly released from the mental asylum by Nikki Cross, you'd get a lot more people tuning in, I believe. That's not me trying to blow my own horn. That's just true, man. It's an actual storyline which has a cliffhanger and you want to follow it. So, anyway, next week it's Raw on the 31st of May and Shayna and Naya, they just flat out don't attend Raw this week, um, probably based on what happened last week, but they're blaming, they're blaming missing their flights. So, you know, they're cutting a promo at Shayna's home. It's kind of like a home movie kind of setup. You know, and Naya's holding a camera phone and pointing it at Shayna. And Shayna's talking a big game. She's sitting in her living room, wishing that she could uh, she could be in the Thunderdome tonight so that she could show a no-good Nikki Cross what for. Um, sorry, I'm laughing because I've actually <laughs> accidentally written down uh, Shayna is shitting in her living room. <laughs> Now that's just vulgar. That's, that's a typo there. I <laughs> want to see. I don't want to see that. Glad I flew over that one. <laughs> there you go. Um, she was sitting in a living room, not shitting. So, that's better. and uh, yeah, she, she'd love to be there tonight and just give Nikki Cross a good, a good, um, you know, a good beat down. But you know, it's just a damn shame that she missed her flight. What are the chances? Such a bummer, you know. But then there's a knock in the door. And Shayna looks confused. You know, who could that be at this time? It's like 7 p.m. or whatever time Raw's on in America, I guess. <laughs> Don't actually know. Is it like it's 2 a.m. for us or something, right? Yeah, it's probably um, 7. Yeah, it's probably probably seven. 7. Let's say 7. So, anyway, uh, you know, with Naya following her with a smartphone pointed at her, Shayna goes to open the door and it's just a delivery man. Um, you know, he does the whole sign here thing on the squiggly line little pads thing and uh, he leaves a metal box at Shayna's feet and walks away. And Shayna immediately is just like, no, you know, not a fucking chance. She takes the box round to the garbage and throws it in. No hijinks is happening tonight, that's for damn sure. And the segment ends there and Raw continues. Uh, by the way, on this exact episode of Raw in Real Life, Shayna Baszler was on the losing end of a four-minute match with Reginald, so... Good Lord. So, you know, hopefully she's getting a better um, portrayal here, but... Later in the show, we're back at Shayna's house with Nia filming her, and believe it or not, there's another knock in the door, another delivery guy, another metal box. Fuck this. Shayna throws the box away, once again, refusing to look inside. 
So Raw continues, and then just before the end of the show, we make it back to Shayna's home, and there's another knock on the door. Shayna, now extremely grumpy, stomps towards the door and powers it open, only to find no one. No delivery guy. No delivery guy to be seen anywhere. However, there are at least 50 metal boxes and by the way, I'm not talking about metal boxes. I'm talking about jack-in-the-boxes. And they're all set to spring out of the box as soon as Shayna opens the door. Shayna opens the door and all 50 jack-in-the-boxes on her porch get unleashed. And all of them have Lily the doll at the end of their spring. So I guess it's more of a Lily in the box than a jack-in-the-box, but whatever. And Shayna and Naya freak the fuck out again. They get in the car and they drive away to somewhere else. Raw ends. And we're close to wrapping up today's rebooking, but we've still got two more weeks to book before we reach the pay-per-view. So let's see what we can do here with these two weeks. So Monday Night Raw, the 7th of June, we're backstage. Shayna and Naya are speaking to Adam Pearce, who is the Raw general manager, I guess. But I don't think that was he was ever officially named that. But anyway, um, they're saying to Adam Pearce, you know, listen, we're being stalked. We've got good reason to believe that Alexa Bliss is no longer in a psychiatric hospital and we have to ask, nay, demand that you not, do not let her into this building tonight. But Pierce, he says his hands are tied and Alexa is an employee and can come and go as she wishes so long as she is medically cleared. But Shayna and Naya have bigger things to worry about because they've got a tag team match later tonight. And this leads to Shayna and Naya in the ring later in the night, dressed to wrestle, waiting for their opponents. Uh, however, and I'm just fucking full of swerves tonight, bro. Uh, on the Titantron, we cut to backstage and we see Shayna and Naya's opponents tied up backstage with Lily the Doll placed in front of them. And it doesn't matter who the opponents are. I struggle to think who were the, the, the kind of jobbers in the female roster of 2021. Um, Dana Brooke. Yep. <laughs> Tamina, I don't know. I mean, Tamina was but, a tag team champion in 2021. Oh, maybe not her then, but I mean, let's be honest. The, the correct answer Dana, is probably Shayna Baszler. Um, Dana but, Brooke twice. <laughs> two Dana Brooks. I've actually cloned yes. Dana Brooke, which is a whole different storyline. But you know, don't worry about it. That's um, the Tambola coming up. That's that's it. Yeah, that's exactly. Dana Brooke gets cloned. But yeah, Sh- Shayna. The thing to remember is that Shayna and Nia's opponents are tied up backstage with Lily, the doll, in front of them. So Shayna and Nia, obviously pretty scared right now. And to make things worse, out walks Nikki Cross at the top of the entrance ramp. And she's got a microphone and she warns the woman in the ring that her friend ordered the scene they just saw in the Titantron there. Oh, and another thing about her friend. Nikki promises that her friend is returning next week and she's coming to get revenge. And Shayna and Naya are in the ring and they were scared, but now they're looking kind of relieved because, you know, next week, that's a whole week away. They've got nothing to worry about. But then Nikki Cross, she's back on the mic and says, you know, in her Glaswegian accent, Nikki Cross says, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I get caught up in the excitement. I didn't mean next week. I meant, well, Shayna, Naya, she's behind you. Is that your Glaswegian accent? That's my Glaswegian accent, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually from Glasgow as well, but I don't have the accent. You know, Perfect. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. But 
And, and there stands Alexa fucking Bliss, you know, huge smile on her face. Lily in one hand, a candlestick in the other. She throws Lily into the face of Nia Jax and just fucking lets loose on Shayna Baszler of the candlestick. Note, not a fireball or any of that shit. Just a realistic candlestick. A candlestick which hurts, you know? And Shayna soon escapes out of the ring. Alexa gets a few more hits on Nia Jax before she escapes too. Shayna and Nia escape through the video crowd of the Thunderbone, Thunderbone, Thunderdome as Nikki runs to the ring and embraces her best friend Alexa Bliss. The segment ends there. And now we've reached the final week of this rebooking. It's the 14th of June edition of Monday Night Raw, which is six days away before WWE's next big show, Hell in a Cell 2021. And in this edition of Raw, we're going to have Alexa Bliss cut a promo all about Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, with Nikki Cross sitting right next to her. She's going to talk about her struggles, how Shayna Baszler was the root cause of this, and how Nia's made a huge mistake for daring to get involved in any of this, because now she's made two very powerful enemies. Two enemies who will not stop until Nia and Shayna are well and truly humbled. And then Alexa makes an announcement... Because you see, she's been speaking with general manager Adam Pearce and she's made a match for the next pay-per-view. And Alexa says these words. She says, Over the last while, I've been through the most unrelenting hell I've ever experienced in my life. And now, it's time that you do too, Shayna. So here's how it's going to go down. Me and Nikki, you and Naya, Hell in a cell. Maybe on Sunday you'll understand what it feels like to be locked up against your will. And so there you have it. The first ever women's tag team Hell in a Cell match scheduled for Hell in a Cell this Sunday. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And, you know, I know what you're thinking. uh, An actual blood feud settled inside Hell in a Cell? Madness! Most Hell in a Cell matches are thrown together these days for the sake of some pay-per-view sales, so I'm obviously going against WWE logic there, but whatever. I think this would have been an awesome match. And I'm ending the rebooking there. Uh, I think the obvious thing to do at Hell in a Cell is obviously have Alexa Bliss finally get a revenge on Shayna and go over in the match. And maybe, I mean, maybe Shayna can keep some of her heat after the match by choking Nia out or whatever, because, I mean, like, Shayna is much better as a singles wrestler anyway, and you you covered it a couple of seasons back, but what you have here basically is a rejuvenated, more realistic version of the Alexa Bliss without all the bullshit. Um, At this stage, she'd be a fan favourite, so she can make a push for for a lengthy women's championship reign um, for our boy, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss stand, or or maybe even like Nikki could go, uh, her and Nikki could go for the, you know, super prestigious women's tag team titles at some point, so now that they've won the hellacious Hell in a Cell match so, overall I think this is how you make the Alexa Bliss character as it is, good and yeah, all done I, I welcome your thoughts Well I, 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 I gotta say you know, like a, a not a big fan of the the whole supernatural stuff as you as we've yes. covered on this this entire show, mm. but I do think you did a good job of explaining that kind of stuff. You know, you really did kind of instead of just pretending that that it all happened and then you know forgetting about it, you were like, well, you know, like I really like the idea of the fiend kind of uh, playing a part behind the scenes, and that now that the fiend is gone, 
none of that stuff happens anymore. Like, I really yeah. like that. That was a really, really good angle. You know, explaining stuff like that, because it's so simple to do. It takes yeah. no time at all. But then it, like, ties everything together. You're like, all well, yeah, right. Yeah, it, it makes so much sense in the story to just explain shit, which WWE yes. never do. They just expect you to believe it, you know? And, like, just if you if you put a, a slight bit of thought into it, you can actually come up with a reasonable explanation as to why shit's happening. But just they never do it. They just, yeah, they dumb it down for everyone, you know? Yeah, so I like that. I like the, obviously, I like Sheena Baszler yes. being involved. The Nia Jax thing, I think, w- was a necessity more so than... Because you like Nia Jax, you know what I mean? Yeah, because they it, it were the, the tag team. Match, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, again, that all makes sense. The feud ending in the Hell in a Cell, that makes sense. You know, like because it, it builds to a Hell in a Cell match, that all makes sense. You know, that's it. And and, and Alexa Bliss was trapped in a you know trapped in a psychiatric hospital, which yeah. you could call a cell, and um, you know she's been through hell, so it's like now she's bringing that back to Shayna. Now it's your fucking turn, you know. And bringing Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross back together as a tag team, I liked because I thought they were a very good tag team. And they're the kind of team that I would have as the cornerstone of the tag team division. Yeah. Like if, if they're going to have it, they need a tag team to be the cornerstone of the tag team division. And they don't have that at the moment. And that's the team that I would, you know, if, if in, in the landscape of the WWE right now, that's probably the team I would go with. Yeah. to bring that legitimacy to it. So I like those elements of it. You know, you really did bring all that stuff together. And the Molotov cocktail, of course, you know, it's all it's all in there. Small you know? one, yeah. Yeah. Just a wee one, yeah. A small, I like, yeah, a small, it's, it's easy. Small, just make a small one. It just sounds like a drink, doesn't it? You know, literally, do you want, do you want a wee, wee Molotov cocktail? Mmm, delicious. Mmm, and nutritious. Just does, it's a small one, though. Mm. Trying to watch my figure, you know? Yeah, that's it. Your body does a tempo and all that, yeah. Exactly. Well, you know I'm a super hardcore Christian, of course. Oh, yeah. Views, etc. Um, But, yeah, I'm glad you liked it, um, I had a good time Good time writing this. Um, You know, it's one of the one of the quickest, um, you know, uh, one of the quickest episodes to come together kind of thing. Like, usually I spend a week writing the episode. This came together in a few days, which is really cool. Um, so, you know, re- really easy to write and just natural progression to the next step and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I had a really good time uh, writing it. And, um, yeah, hope, hope you folks enjoyed listening to it. But what you're also going to enjoy listening to is something that's coming up in the next segment, which is a little game we play called Kayfabe Tombola. Hey Dylan, did you know that you can get access to exclusive Making k rebookings that no one else gets to hear? Hi Bryce, wow, no I did not know that. I personally would love to hear exclusive Making k rebookings that nobody else gets to hear. Well Dylan, you're in luck because on the Making k Patreon page we have 10 exclusive top quality Making k rebookings. All you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe wow that sounds amazing bryce i sure hope that you have rebookings on mr Mc... <clears throat> mr mcmahon's run as ecw champion as well as bookings on the boy joe mickey james <laughs> and broad Strowman as a yeti <laughs> <laughs> well done well done <laughs> You're in even more luck because we literally have all of those fantasy bookings available, as well as bookings involving Brock Lesnar, Luna <laughs> Vachon, Naomi, 
and Yoshihiro Tajiri. <laughs> this all sounds really good, Bryce. But hypothetically, how much money would I have to give you for all 10 of these exclusive top quality Mickey K favorite bookings? Because I would happily pay five pounds for the pleasure of listening to all of that. Well, things just get better and better, Dylan, because believe it or not, that five pounds or seven US dollars can get you full access to all of these rebookings. Just head to patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe today. Gee, thanks, Bryce. I'm going to do just that. I'm going to go to patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. I'm going to sign up today. Well, see you later. Goodbye, friends. Perfect. <laughs> what the hell just happened there? I, I, I just completely blacked out for a second there. I'm too good as an actor. I'm telling you. <laughs> I have six awards. Six? They weren't awarded for, to for, me. For that exact monologue. They weren't awarded to me, but I have them. They're not yours, but yeah, nope. you, you won them, so they're yours now. If you if you scratch your, the names off the the thing and just have them in your house, then technically they're yours, you know. That's it. That's that's how it works. So um, you should go anyway. to makingkayfabe.com forward slash making or no patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. <laughs> go to makingkayfabe.com forward got slash patreon website yet. No, just do patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. Yes. Folks, Yes, uh, that is our Patreon link. If you're interested, go to the link and we've got a lot of fun shit there for you. But it anyway, it's time for KF Symbola. And I've, I've, I've noticed us get a handful of new listeners over the last while. So let's explain the rules of KF Symbola briefly, just in case, you know, Alexa Blistan, um, you know, listens to this episode and he's like, what the hell is KF Symbola? So why did you win the championship? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, need to go back and rewrite that. Alexa <laughs> Bliss wins the championship. Yeah, that we'll just make that the key for Bolo today, I think, uh, just to keep ourselves on the safe side, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, every week, one of our lovely listeners sends us a list of four random wrestling superstars and four random wacky scenarios. And we number these one to four, and we letter the scenarios A to D, and then the co-host who is not booking the main episode, which is Dylan today, will then have to choose a number-letter combination, like a 4D or a 2A, and then we'll, he'll have 60 seconds to book the greatest wrestling storyline ever based on his selection. And this week, the k Bola is sent in by Keith Cordray, who is at Kudz on Twitter, which is K-O-O-D-S. And um, yeah, in, in a rare kind of uh, instance, um, he's actually a friend of mine in real life. So he actually goes to the same wrestling school as me. So, uh, uh, how about that? Uh, Nepotism. Uh, That's how you get on the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know That's it how happens. I got on the show. That's it. <laughs> it happens to really dig our show. So hey, Keith. Um, sorry it took so long to get around to doing your capers and bola. But yeah, let's, let's see what Dylan can do with this. So Dylan... Mm-hmm. Without further ado, could you give me your finest number letter combination? I would like. This is a tricky. This is a bit that always throws me. This is where you have to figure out numbers and letters. Yeah. yeah. I would like four. So far, so good. B. Four B. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, this could be a good one, actually. They're all okay, good. Okay. So, well, they're all good, but yeah. Do, do you want to hear what you could have got? Why not? 
You so, could have had Alexa Bliss winning the championship. <laughs> you could have had Alexa Bliss winning the championship. You could have had... <laughs> Alexa Bliss wins two championships. <laughs> <laughs> All the championships. <laughs> She's perfect. Don't need to rebook her. Um, but, yeah, you could have had Pete Gass. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. What a fucking contrast, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pete Gass wins the championship. Is that good enough for Alexa Bliss, Stan? I think that would do. Like, yeah. I think the next logical favorite wrestler for Alexa Bliss stands is Pete Gas, right? That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the best wrestlers? One Alexa Bliss, two Pete Gas. That's it. <laughs> Maybe the first time that sentence has ever been uttered. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get Pete Gas. You could have got Bill Buchanan. Oh. <laughs> Gets better and better. Oh, boy. You didn't get Bill Buchanan. You could have got. Savio Vega. <laughs> Savio Vega's actually good. Yeah, he's alright, yeah. <laughs> he's better than Bobby Cass. <laughs> better than Pete Gass. Uh, uh, no, Pete Gass is the second best wrestler. Of course, I forgot. <laughs> I'm a place. Place. My goddamn Dude. short-term memory. Guys, <laughs> yes, come on. You didn't get any of those guys, but who you did get was Duke the Dumpster Dross. No. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so what's what's Juki going to be doing today? So he chose B, right? Yes. Nice. So you could have got Duke the dumpster. Is it Dross or Drossy? I think it's Drossy. You could have got Just Duke call him the dumpster. Dump- call him Dumpy. <laughs> yeah, you can- <laughs> Dumpy. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be calling him. <laughs> so you could have got. You could have got. Dumpy yes. is looking for love. Okay. okay. He's you just looking for that. it. He's just, just, he's looking for it. Yeah, that's it. It's like quite, quite, um, you know, remember last week, it's like, has a mustache. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you could have got, which is actually quite apt for this episode, but you could have got Dumpy is the new sidekick of Nikki ASH. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. You didn't get that. This. You could have got Dumpy has to get their prized possession back from the repo man. That that actually could be. Yeah, I could do that. It's a dumpster. It's a dump truck. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or that, yeah. X. But what you did get, and I'm actually really excited to see what you can do with this, because I think you enjoy this one, but you got what happens if Duke the Dumpster Drossy, a.k.a. Dumpy, has their own... <laughs> Lucha style mini. <laughs> so like a little garbage man. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> we, we solved this already. We don't even need the minute. But you know what? Give me the minute anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've, already, we've already done this in Boulder before it was even fucking announced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh this man, I, I cannot perfect. wait to hear what you call it, man. Like, I cannot wait. <laughs> Do you want that again? I think I'm good. You good? All right. The dumpster Josie gets his own Lucha style mini. That's exactly it. So, dude, I'm gonna give you 60 seconds, um, or or more, as the Timbolos go these days. Yeah. I guess <laughs> probably they usually go over a minute now for both of us. But anyway, fuck it, we're still calling it a minute. Um, you've got a minute-ish to tell me all about how Duke the Dumpster Drossy has his own Lucha-style mini. And I'm going to count you down in three, 
two, one. Give me that dumpy. Oh, wow. Easy. So uh, back in the day, WWE used to love uh, their, their, their mini wrestlers. There used to be a mini beater. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a mini beater. Yeah, there really was. So that this isn't even an unusual gimmick. And Duke, the dumpster Josie, is like, hey, Vader gets it. Even though Vader and Duke weren't really in the WF at the same time, I don't think. I think Duke was a little bit uh, before Vader. But let's say they were in the WF at the same time. And Duke's like, how come the, he gets a sidekick mini Vader? I want a sidekick. What am I going to do? He goes to the Mystic Mountain. He's like, give me a little sidekick there, Vince. And Vince is like, well, what am I going to call him? Dick the Dumpster <laughs> Josie, he thinks about it for a long time. He's like, well, we could call him Carl. We could call him uh, uh, Simon, you know? And, and Vince is like, no, goddammit, we need to come up with a catchy name that has something to do with you. You know, <laughs> well, we gotta think of something. And he's like, well, what about Dumpy? And Vince McMahon stops <laughs> in the face and he goes, that's perfect, we're gonna call him Dumpy. So, uh, D- D- Duke the Dumpster Josie and Dumpy the, the trash can Josie, um, <laughs> become a tag team, and also they're brothers, and uh, so that adds another wrinkle to it. And uh, it's like you're my brother, and then the the mini says C because he's from Mexico and he speaks a different language. And then uh, how much more time have I got? You're done, but I mean, oh, okay, you might keep going. Like. <laughs> oh, I think I think I've nailed it. Uh, pretty yeah. pretty apt right there. I did. Uh, I, I I kind of lost my shit when you called him the trash can. <laughs> Because <laughs> Duke's a dumpster, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So if this is your first time listening, Alexa Bliss Stan, I believe you're oh, going God. to have a excellent time with this whole show. You've just ha- you've heard the best one, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's no Molina. But, oh, it's no Molina Jetfire. Pirate, but, uh, it's no, it's no the Mountie. Um, oh God, no, the Mountie was fucking, good. The maple syrup match. Maple syrup match. That was it. That yeah, it was funny. Ah, uh, it's not not well, Triple H, Rick Thriller's Long North Lover. Or oh anything. God, that was good. We had some good times. Uh, I think this did. this might this might be one of the one of the classics. <laughs> Dumpy, <laughs> Dumpy the trash can. <laughs> oh God! Uh, remember, if you want to send your own tombolas in, mm. you can do so at uh, the Twitter page at Making Kayfabe. And, That's right, uh, or you can or you can email makingkayfabegmail.com or you can Instagram us or you can even, if you're subscribed to the Patreon you can get your tombola to us and get it fast-tracked onto the episode so, Oh Bryce, uh, what, 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 what was that or, uh, Patreon again, please? For... Uh, well, Dylan, the, the, the Patreon where you can get um, you know, every, uh, all ten Making Kayfabe rebookings including Mr. McMahon's run as he's yeah, patreon.com forward slash makingkayfabe, yeah, that's the one. Really good, yeah, it's yeah. worth, trust me, it's worth your money that's it it Work really is if, if you want to hear shit. it really is some good shit pal if you want to hear all the braun Strowman stuff you were talking about earlier you're probably like <laughs> what does that mean with barnyard braun well you'll find out on patreon.com <laughs> forward slash making kayfabe that's it uh, oh, let's wrap play. this let's wrap this episode up Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to today's show, K-Fapers. I had a blast writing this story on Alexa Bliss. And hey, if you're new to our show and dug this, you know, go back and check out all of our other episodes. We've got over 50 of the fuckers. And I highly suggest you go back and check out all the zombie-themed ones, of course. Um, of course. And then There's more than from one. There. <laughs> There's more than one. <laughs> That's you know, when you know we've kind of um, jumped a shark at this stage. Um, but hey... 
If you're someone who liked this episode and hasn't taken a wee 30 seconds to review us, we'd appreciate it if you left us a wee five-star review on your favourite podcast app or smash that like button on YouTube. Five-star review, a thumbs up, goes a long way for getting us a win with all these fucking algorithms you apparently have to decipher as a podcaster. So, yeah, it goes a long way. We're on Twitter at... Making Kayfabe. <laughs> We're on Instagram at... Making Kayfabe. You can email us at makingkayfabe at gmail.com. Boom. And Dylan is back in the rebooking seat next week with an absolute fucking banger. Um, I'm seriously looking forward to what he's got stored next week because I know what it is. But Dylan, have you got a little tease for next week? Yes, it's Alexa Bliss winning the title. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So she, wins. she wins so the title. Many <laughs> I hope I hope the Alexa Bliss guy listens next week and he's like, "What the? F- that didn't match <laughs> Alexa Dude, Bliss at all." <laughs> I I don't want to give too much away, but it's gonna be a real party atmosphere uh, next Ooh. week on Making Kayfabe. You're not gonna want to miss it. If you like good times, you are gonna have some good times with. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a real real uh, real party next week. You know. Oh yeah! Hell yeah! I, yeah. I can't wait for you to book. Uh, D- Dumpy's birthday party. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Dumpy's <Yeah>. birthday party. <laughs> Nobody else gets a birthday party except for Dumpy. Only Dumpy, yeah. Only yeah. Dumpy. <laughs> He's very popular. <laughs> Read a little fucking mascot. That's what oh, we, can, we can get. Fucking Tyler to draw as a little um, uh, a little Lucha Dumpy, right? Th- okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, folks. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll put the um. So Dylan's, Dylan's clue was that you get a little party atmosphere, which is a really interesting one. So we're going to get the, the guessing game up on social media on Tuesday night. But hey, once again, thanks for listening. You're all fucking legends. We love you at PCs. Thank you for supporting our show. We'll see you next week for another sexy awesome edition of Making Kayfabe. <laughs>